Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, mysterious women willing to marry someone they just met, super intelligent main characters with unfortunate names, unrequited crushes that are very simple, random news, and some award nominees. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Monger View, episode 397, Tony Kaku, Fly Me to the Moon. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger View. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope you guys have been well during this crazy, wonderful, and amazing time that is December of 2020. We've had a really long and crazy year, but hopefully we're almost there. We're almost done. We're going to reach that finish line, and things are going to be so much better. But... Let's get off that depressed news and actually get to it, shall we? Because if you're joining for the first time, you're probably really confused. So let me break it down for you. Sparkin is some podcast and vain reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. Every episode, I talk about one or two geeky topics. And since this is the manga review, obviously, I talk about manga. And I tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the overarching plot, the production quality, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I my co-host say, but I try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly entertaining you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com we're also on twitter instagram facebook youtube spotify stitcher apple podcasts apple itunes and various other social media sites just type in s-p-i-r-e-k-n i guarantee you'll find us one way or the other and if you do find us remember to like and subscribe i love seeing when new subscribers come on and it's pretty cool also you can email me personally at zan that's x-a-n at spirekin.com or you could join our discord at tinyurl.com forward slash s-p-i-r-a-d-i-s-c-o-r-d spire discord that is a tiny url i'll take you right to our discord where you can join in and comment on the various new episodes you can recommend new manga or movies or tv shows for us to watch on our various podcasts and just you can contribute to the conversation itself so now that that seamless shilling is out of the way let's get to it shall we because we've got a lot of manga news this week and it's a Surprising news first, so let's get to it, shall we? So first off, the big news. The anime streaming service Crunchyroll, which also has the app Crunchyroll Manga, which has some great apps and mangas on it, announced on Wednesday that Sony's Funimation Global Group will acquire Crunchyroll. So that means Sony is going to own Funimation and Crunchyroll and a few other companies. This is kind of the beginning of a manga monopoly. Kind of crazy and But anyway, so Funimation's website confirmed the acquisition and Sony reported that the purchase price is 1.175 billion, that's billion with a B, US dollars. That's fucking insane. I would never have thought that Crunchyroll would have gone for that much because it originally was a fan subsite, but that's pretty cool. They've come up in the world. Anyway, none of the companies have provided any further details about the acquisition, and the deal is still awaiting regulatory approvals and other conditions, but this is big news because now Sony's going to have their finger into another anime company. Now, hopefully one person will tell them that they should put all this money, $1.1 billion, to buy Harmony Gold so we could finally get a good version of Macross. But that's a rant for another day. If you agree with me, email me, Zan, X-A-N, at Spirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin on this rant. I'll put this in Twitter or on Instagram with my rant. Anyway, let's get on with it. So now we have some sad news. This one's really sad. So, unimitatable manga artist Eiko Hanamura passed away on December 3rd, and she left behind an impressive legacy that forever shaped shoujo manga. She passed away at 91 years old and spent over six decades 
creating artwork filled with soft colors and featuring cherub-like faces. Very iconic. If you've seen her work, you'll know it forever. Now, her artistic pursuits would lead her to become the director of the Japan Cartoonists Association, and she was a permanent member of France's Sorte Nationale des Beaux-Arts. Now, following her debut manga, Purple Fairy, she became known for such works as Shirohana ni Suzuku Michi, or A Road to White Flowers, Kiro Nanako no Shoujo, The Girl in the Fog, Hanakage no Ona, A Woman in the Shadow of Flower, and she even did an adaptation of the great literary classic, The Tale of Genji. She hustled like no tomorrow in her six decades of being a mangaka. And we got to applaud her for that because she started in her 30s. So anyone who says, oh, I'm 30, life's over. No, at 30, you can start over and you can do what you can. She's a proof of this. But anyway, Hanamura continued to enjoy art into the twilight of her career. Um, and there is an exhibition of her illustrations spanning all 60 years was held at the Hiroki Oda Museum of Art in Fukuoka in 2019. And she has had a seminal influence on the shoujo world. And the thing is, more importantly... Hanamura-san's work will continue to live on the faces of bright-eyed heroines of comics and its readers the world over with her style and just all the things that she has set up in the manga world. So, unfortunately, we've lost another great. And to her family, we offer great condolences. And hopefully, the her what she has done will pave the way for great shoujo in the future. So, on to other news. Now, this one's kind of fun. The official website for the 2021 Tokyo Anime Award Festival, the TAAF, has announced the eight recipients of the Festival's Achievement Award. Now, this Achievement Award honors those who've made great contributions to the growth of anime industry and the culture itself. Now, there, as I said, there are eight recipients. Now, first off, the first one is the co-founder, producer of Studio Ghibli, uh, Suzuki Toshi, which, that's pretty awesome because he has worked hard and he never gets the credit. Because it's always Miyazaki, Miyazaki, now finally Suzuki Toshi gets something. You have Sakura Momoko, who was the mangaka for Chibi Moroku-chan. And unfortunately, this is a postonymous award she has passed on. Next, you have the Yas himself, Yoshiyuki Tomino, the director for Mobile Suit Gundam. Finally has gotten a TAAF Achievement Award. Kind of cool. You have Takeo Koyama, the script writer for Dragon Ball Z. You have Toshisugi Saida, the animator for Gucci the Cellist. You have Takeshi Sayama, the film editor for Akira. You have Kayo Ishu, who is a singer for the opening of Heidi, a Girl of the Alps, which is an old work that Hayao Miyazaki cut his teeth on. Super old, really cool. Um, and finally, you had Michio Hazama, who's a voice actor for Walter von Schlokoff, one of the main characters of Legend of the Galactic Heroes. So we have some great nominees and recipients, so congratulations to them all. That is awesome that they all got this award, because it's a pretty cool award. So anyway, now that we're done with the awards, let's get to some new licenses, shall we? So these are kind of cool. So let's start off first with the app that could, Manga Planet. And they've licensed 11 Jose manga titles from Shodensha Publishing. Uh, right now, they do not have an English title or release date, but they are available, and the first chapters of each Super Light novel will be available for free in the Manga Planet library. So, what are the titles? You have Tenjini Agaretera by Ayu Inui, 
Madoka no Himitsu by Demi Kinyobachi. You have Hitogoto Deskara by Yuni. Hagichi-san by Korap. Kimiga do Demo Koi wa Koi by Shijima Katana. You have Strawberry Canyon by Hiromi Sakuta. Sukitu Shupen by Yu Ageta. How Are You by Yamato Miki. Karasu no Itsukotomesh by Oto Minami. Jusai Shita no Kare Daketo by Nagi Sawara. Hizuro Tokoro no Snack by Rene Yamamoto. And those are the titles. We'll get the English titles coming out soon. And I'm kind of excited because these all sound very intriguing. And Jose titles are a lot of fun. For those of you who haven't been listening to the podcast a lot, Jose titles are manga that have been written for women over the age of 16, under the age of 50. So they're more mature, a little more violent, and they're done a little differently. Uh, Some are very depressing. Some deal with some topics which are very strange. They can go from anywhere from the real world and modeling to having bulimia to raising a child to being an action star. Some are just studies about life in general. Some are super violent and insane and some are horrific and amazing. Jose is such a cool genre. Um, the companion to that for guys is Seinen. Seinen is just super, just it's old, not old man manga, but it's very different than shonen manga. We talk about a lot of seinen series on this podcast. Seinens are stuff that's like terraformers, gants, berserk. It's not fluffy at all. It's not the typical I'm a teenager who's going to save the world. It's usually super dark, super insane, and always awesome. Anyway, so let's get to the next licenses, shall we? And that is from Seven Seas Entertainment. And this one makes me so happy because they've announced 12 manga licenses that are going to debut in either July, August, September, and November 2021. And the first one is one that makes me super happy. It's super, super happy. Because for those of you who know me and who have been following the podcast or checking out the Instagram, you know that my one of my favorite characters to cosplay as is the f- ultimate thief in the manga world. We're talking about Arsene Lupin the Third. I love Lupin the Third. It's an awesome series, great and amazing. And what has Seven Seas acquired? They've acquired Lupin the Third Greatest Heists, the classic manga collection by Monkey Punch. And this is coming out as a hardcover in November 2021. And just to read the jacket copy, Master thief Arsene Lupin III, the charming grandson of Arsene Lupin, has been stealing treasures and hearts since Monkey Punch's original manga series in the 1960s. The capers and adventures of Lupin III, along with his trusted sidekicks and hot-in-pursuit rivals, have turned him into one of the most beloved manga characters of all time. Lupin III's exploits have been immortalized through decades of multimedia incarnations, including Hayao Miyazaki's animated film directorial debut, the Castle of Cagliostro, which the anniversary was actually a week ago, and the stunning 2019 CG animated film Lupin the Third, the first, which was newly acquired in English for G Kids. And if you have not watched that movie, watch it. It's great and amazing. Anyway, this special collection of Monkey Punch's original manga, published in Japan as a tribute to his legacy after his passing in 2019, includes some of the greatest Lupin the Third manga tales pulled from years of this influential works. And this is a one-of-a-kind tome as a beautiful, large, trim hardcover for Lupin III's English-speaking fans. I am guessing this is going to be similar to the infamous Spice and Wolf hardcover 
collection, which is the entire light novel series in a nice leather-bound book, this is something that you're going to want to have on your coffee table. And I am, I will do a lot of stuff for Seven Seas. Seven Seas, if your rep is listening, I will do a lot. I will pip most of your works if you send me a copy. Anyway, but let me know. Uh, yeah, so that makes me super, super happy. Anyway, let's get on with some of the other licenses they have. They have um, Sea Stranger, Umibo no a Stranger, and this is written by Kana Ki, coming out uh, July 2021. And Jack copy is, Shun has been living in Okinawa with his grandmother ever since a disastrous coming out to his parents. One day he meets Mio, a high school student who recently lost his parents and who now spends his days sitting by the sea. The two of them are just starting to bond when Mio reveals that he's heading for the mainland. Three years later, an adult Mio returns to Okinawa and he's come to find Shun and reveal what's in his heart. Intriguing. Subtle. And a very different romance series. I think it's a one-shot. Not entirely sure, but it is a little intriguing. The next one is an adaptation of one of the newest and most popular series on Netflix to date. We're talking about The Great Pretender, which we reviewed in our anime review. And this is written by author Ryoto Furosawa, Hiro Kuburagi, Yoshiyuki Sadamoto, and Daichi Marui. This is coming out also July 2021. Now, if you haven't heard the story, it's about Edamara Makoto, who may be young, but he's already one of Japan's best conmen. However, he meets his match when he gets tangled up with Laurent Thiera, a French con artist with big plans. Soon, Makoto is in L.A. working begrudgingly with Laurent to swindle a big-time movie producer drug dealer. Laurent's plan is a good one, but can Makoto trust him? Who knows? If you've seen the anime, I've heard this is verbatim with no deviation, but still... It is a cool series, and I'm curious if they're going to release it as it's each volume is a case, or if it's all going to be just one series. Not sure. Going to have to wait and see. Next manga, The Invincible Shovel by Yasuhachi Suchis and Renji Fukuhara. Also coming out July 2021, and this is about the strongest miner in the world, Alan, who can reduce mountains to rubble with a swing of his trusty shovel, a legendary tool that grants him immortal life and can blast through the strongest of foes. When this legendary miner teams up with a runaway princess to track down cursed jewels and save her kingdom from an invading demon force, evil doesn't stand a chance. A hilarious fancy tale for fans of RPGs with adventure in spades. Pun intended. This is non-Izakai, just a fantasy series that seems ridiculous and crazy. And the final manga for July 2021 is Mars Red by Buno Fujisawa and Kimori Karakara. And this takes place in the early 20th century, where Aoi is a young newspaper reporter investigating a series of grisly murders. When she gets too close to the culprit, she discovers that there is a secret team of vampires working for the military, and that one of the vampires is her supposed dead friend. Oh no. This team, known as Code Zero, is the government's best hope at stopping violence caused by other vampires. What on earth has Aoi stepped into? Bum bum bum. This is an old school vampire series that seems very old, like a different version of the Helsing story. So this one sounds a lot different than most other vampire stories. And I've got to say, it's piqued my interest. So... Now let's get to August 2021, and I gotta say that I'm excited for a lot of these ones as well, because first off, you have Chronicles of an Aristocrat Reborn in Another World. Yes, another Isekai. This one is written by Yasu and Nini, and 
After dying in the act of stopping a crime in modern Japan, our character, the hero, is reincarnated as Cain von Silforth, third son of a noble family in a world of swords and sorcery. In his new life, all children receive a blessing from the gods. But Cain is unexpectedly blessed with an absolutely enormous, over-the-top cornucopia of magical powers. If his dream of traveling the world as a free spirit is to come true, he can't reveal too much of his potential to the wrong people. A light-hearted escapist adventure in another world begins. Typical Isekai series, character goes is overpowered and is the son of a noble. Will this be good? Will this focus on the actual being a noble? Not sure. Kind of excited and also, more importantly, I'm a little weary of this one because Isekais are kind of a little passe right now. But anyway... Next one. My Wife Has No Emotion by Jiro Seguri. This is about Takuma, who's a single guy who does nothing but go to work and come home. Too tired to do chores, he decides to get a robot to cook and keep house. Mina-chan is such a good housekeeper, Takuma jokes that she should become his wife. Mina takes Takuma's joke seriously, and slowly the two start doing more things together, like having a picnic outside. As time goes by, Takuma starts to fall for Mina. But can a human and a robot have an equal loving relationship? This sounds like it's a readaptation of Chobits. Will this be good? Eh, who knows. Okay, next one. This one's going back to July 2021. Apparently this was out of order, but whatever. Trapped in a dating sim, the world of Otome games is tough for mobs. Manga. This is written by Yomu Mishimi and Jun Shiosato. This is debuting July 2021, and it's about office worker Leon who's reincarnated into a dating sim video game where women reign supreme and only beautiful men have a seat at the table. But Leon has a secret weapon. He remembers everything from his past life, which includes a complete playthrough of the very game that he is now trapped in. Can Leon spark a revolution to change this new world order? Who knows? Ba-dum-ba, another Isekai. Anyway, The Dangers in My Heart by Norio Sakurai, coming out July 2021. Premise, Ichikawa Kyotaro, a boy barely clinging to the bottom rung of his school social ladder, secretly believes he's a tortured lead in some psychological thriller. He spends his days dreaming up ways to disrupt his classmates' peaceful life and pines after Ana Yamada, the class idol. But Kyoto's not nearly the trouble teen he pretends to be, and it turns out, Anne's a bit odd herself. This one seems twisted and dark. Might be really cool. Anyway, now for September 2021, we have Bloom Into You, the anthology. There are various authors based on the franchise by Neo Nakatani. Now, for those of you who don't know, Bloom Into You is about you, who's always loved shoujo manga and awaits the day she gets a love confession that sends her heart aflutter with bubbles and hearts. And yet... When a junior high classmate confesses his feelings for her, she feels nothing. Disappointed and confused, Yu enters high school still unsure how to respond. That's when Yu sees the beautiful student council president Nanami turn down a suitor with such maturity that she's inspired to ask her for help. But when the next person to confess to Yu is Nanami herself, has her shoujo romance finally begun? Explore this tale like never before in this collection of all-new short stories by various creators. This will be cool if you're a fan of Bloom Into You. I'm curious to see who is working on this project, but we'll keep you up to date on what's going on. Anyway, going back to July 2021, Pompo the Cinephile by Shogo Sugitane. 
This is about Gene Finney, a production assistant and film fanatic in the movie capital, Nyaliwood. Har har. And he's been working on popcorn f- films with the babyface movie producer, Joel Davidovich Pompo Pomponet. One day, Gene finds a script written by Pompo and is blown away. When he says it deserves to be made, Pompo challenges him to make it himself. And now Gene is officially directing his first feature film. The hours are long and the challenges are endless, but Gene's passion for movies will fuel him through the gauntlet of making his own. This critically acclaimed manga, which originally starred on the online platform Pixiv, is now an anime feature film itself. This is a really famous manga that does something totally different. It is a different environment, and like I said, it's about filmmaking. So if you're a movie buff, I think you might really like Pompo the Cinephile. This one is one I think I'm definitely going to review on the podcast, and I want to own. So... Now, the last of the mangas that they're releasing is also coming out July 2021, Kagaki Shoujo by Kumiko Saito, and this is about Watanabe Sarase, who has a dream. She wants to play the role of Oscar as part of the Kyoko acting troupe, an all-female acting troupe similar to Takarazaki Revu, or Review. But before she can do that, she has to attend two years at the Koka School of Musical and Theater Arts. As Sarashi practices singing, dancing, and acting, she grows closer to the other girls in her year, including her roommate, the former stoic J-Idol I. But though Sarasa is great at making friends, her outspoken nature and great ambitions earn her lots of enemies as well. Can Sarasa keep her upbeat attitude and achieve her dreams of stardom in this unique world? Well, you're going to have to wait and find out. There is an anime of this series, and it's... A very different series. It deals with acting in a very different way than what Pumple the Cinephile would do. That's This is about the actors and all the behind the scenes of that. All the cattiness and all the backstabbing. And I gotta say, these two go kind of hand in hand. And that is a lot of fun. Now, all of these manga will have print and digital releases. And out of the ones that are coming out besides Lupin, the ones that I'm most excited for are Pumple the Cinephile. Definitely. The Dangers in My Heart, uh, My Wife Has No Emotion, uh, Yasu and Nini, and then Mars Red. Those are the ones that are making me the most intrigued for this. But don't not worry, Seven Seas has some more releases as well. And these manga are all going to be for the Ghost Ship imprint from Seven Seas. So these are all a little more mature. Um... The fun fact is that I actually looked up some of these after reading them, and I'm kind of intrigued and horrified at the same time. So first off, we have Call Girl in Another World, or Isekai Demo Fuzoshi Yatamite by Masaru Morio. This is coming out July 2021. The premise of this is, stranded in a fancy world inhabited by magical beings and demons, Call Girl Yuzuki has only one clue on how to get home again. Her enchanted grimoire has a list of creatures she much pleasure in order to break the spell. Fortunately, that's all in a day's work for this consummate professional. The skilled and chipper Yuzuki introduces her own magic to the land in this upbeat tale of service with a smile. Wow, this one's kind of a reversal of the whole monster harem thing, I guess. Anyway, next one. Booty Royale, Never Go Down Without a Fight, or Hagari Idol Jikohen, uh, Rui Takato. This is coming out July 2021. And this one, I actually thought was a, 
a straight up doujinshi at first. Like, is this a doujinshi they're releasing? But no, it's a legitimate manga. Anyway, premises. 18-year-old karate expert Misora Haiberu moves to Tokyo to pursue her dreams of becoming a famous singer. Unfortunately, her sleazy handlers trick her into the adult entertainment industry instead. However, they were not aware of her martial arts prowess. Now, her only way out is to survive a martial arts tournament where she must fight her way through 100 lustful male opponents. And if she loses, she must pay the ultimate erotic price. Like I said, I thought this was a straight-up doujinshi. I was like, really? This is a legitimate manga. Anyway, next one. Suyashu's Shiori Diaries, or Shiori no Nika, coming out in August 2021. And this one is kind of a tragic story at first, then changes 100%. Now, three years into her marriage, 34-year-old Shiori finds that sex has dried up along with whatever connection she had to her husband. When she finds her husband's diary and learns that he's taken a lover, Shiori turns a class reunion into a passionate hookup with her first boyfriend. Now, with her world rocked and her lust reignited, there's no way she's going to stop with just one hookup, or one guy for that matter. This one is kind of like a pretty bad message in general, but yeah. You have Monomu Mitsuba's devilish darling portal fantasy, Izakai Sensatsu no Susume. This is coming out July 2021, and this one is about Kitaro, who overslept one night, and when he opens his front door, he's surprised to find another world outside. Confronted by dangerous demons, he's thankfully taken in by a friendly and voluptuous half-demon. She introduced herself as Nia, and she seems very excited to meet a human, because as a half-demon, if she wants a child, she'll have to do it with an adult male. Get ready for a sexy comedy adventure about Nia introducing Keitaro to her world while awkwardly attempting to seduce a human for the first time. Lots of womp womps in this series. I'm just curious, did this one come out in like the 80s? Because this seems like a very dated plot. I'm not sure. A lot of these are like a little out there. Anyway, the last one, the art is terrible for this plot. It's got the weirdest and worst art ever, but I'm intrigued by the story. And this is... uh. Avi Danyo Hajime Mashte, or Manga Diary of a Male Porn Star, by Erifant Karuno. And this is coming out September 21, and here's the manga. It's, when your company goes bankrupt and your marriage is on the rocks, what's a guy to do? Well, you move to Tokyo to become a film, adult film star, of course. This diary-style comedy explores the pitfalls of an everyman who tries to break into the world of porno because it seems like a pleasurable way to restart his life he soon learns that it's a harder job than he bargained for this one looks ridiculous and insane because this guy is not like typical i'm drawing like a sexy guy this is like he looks like a hideous troll who's trying to do this so this could be just a parody of it not sure could be weird but those are the manga licenses for the day so now let's actually get to some final bit of news and i know i'm running a little long but there was a lot to talk about this week so first off in April 2021, mangaka Nao Emoto launched the manga adaptation of author Nishi Oshin's Shin Hankaku Maho Shoujo Resutsu, or the new Orthodox Magical Girl Risuka novels. Now, this will be released in Kodansha's Bisatsu Shonen magazine and will translate the unique world set in the novels to manga form. Now, this is a world where Nagasaki Prefecture on the island of Kyoshu is home to a long-standing kingdom of magic users who are nevertheless trapped on an island. 
their power was once so great that the Americans dropped an A-bomb on the city during Second World War and nothing happened. Now there are some tensions in the kingdom on if and when this may happen again. The story is told from the point of view of 5th grader Kisutaka Kugi, a model student with thorns in his heart that makes him look down on others as mere pawns. When he meets classmate Risuka Mizukura, a young witch who has the ability to transform into her 27-year-old self on the verge of death, they are whisked away into a fantastic magical adventure. This one seems pretty cool. Now, in January 2021, Yu Yabuchi will launch a new manga titled I Know Iris, Blue Iris, in Shogakukan's Chow magazine. It'll center on a middle schooler named Irie who's a little bad at studying. She becomes involved in an incident after discovering a mysterious painting at school. This one seems like it, for art people, it will be very beautiful to look at. Not sure, though. We'll find out. On January 6th, Kyotaro Azuma, the mangaka of The King of Fighters, A New Beginning, is working in collaboration with Yosuke Nakamura of Gamaran to launch a new manga titled Nihong Saikyo Bugisha Keitesen, The War to Decide Japan's Strongest Martial Artist. This is going to be in Kodansha's Young Magazine, the third, or sorry, Young Magazine, the third magazine. Really weird title. Anyway... The stories tease that this place takes place in the far past year of 1600. Ten years have passed since Oda Nobunaga unified, or unified the whole country. And Nobunaga, who after realizing that he will die, decides that he will hand over this country to the strongest martial artist. The ultimate tournament arc in a manga. And with that art from KOF, this will be insane. So next, on January 6th, 2021, Saori Morunaga will launch a new manga based on Shinji Wada's Sekuban Deka manga. And this is going to be in Akita Shoten's Monthly Princess magazine. Now, the title is going to be Toko'o Kokeru Sukuban Deka. Uh, or the Sukuban Deka who left through time. Now, if you've never heard of Sukuban Deka, it's iconic for the fact that it's about a high school girl who uh, named Saki Asamiya, who... Sh- is a high school delinquent who strikes a deal with the police to investigate her former high school and bust illegal gang activities in exchange for her mother's pardon from prison. Now, she's armed with a metal yo-yo, which actually has her badge inside of it, and she fights the Mizuchi sisters who de facto control the school. There have been tons of movies based on this property, and there's even a sequel series where she ends up in prison. So, kind of weird, kind of crazy, and seeing this series revitalized is cool. Now... Next one, on January 4th, Aya Kano will launch a new manga with artist Keniko Abikawa in Akita Shoten's monthly Princess Magazine also. Now, this new manga is titled Tokimeki Barao Gakuin, or Throbbing Rose King Academy. Now, this is a spinoff of Kano's Requiem of the King Rose, or Barao no Zeretsu. Now, the main manga is a dark fantasy adaptation of Shakespeare's Richard III, and you can actually find it on the Viz Media website. It's described as Richard's father, the patriarch of the House of York, is posed to become king of medieval England during the bloody War of the Roses. But just as success is eminent, he is abruptly cut off. Plunged into despair, Richard acts out in revenge and must face a powerful and beautiful new enemy. Uh, Also on the 4th, 
two of my favorite story writers are collaborating once again. We're talking about Eiji Otsuka, the creator of MPD Psycho, and artist Hosui Yamazaki, who worked on the series Mail, and they also collaborated together on Kurosaki Corpse Delivery Service, an amazing manga that we reviewed all the way back in the hundreds. But this new manga is titled Kudan no Pistol, and this is going to be in Young Ace Magazine. So this manga takes place in the tumultuous Bakumatsu era in the final years of the Edo period and it's going to center on a mysterious boy named Kudan who can hear the voices in people's hearts and who gets wrapped up in the waves of history. Now if you've ever read Kurosaki Corpse Delivery Service, Mail, or MPD Psycho, this story will be in-depth, dark, and truly engaging for the audience. So this one is one to look out for. Now finally, tomorrow... On December 10th, we have Sanshuri Kasama and Hikaru Uesa launching the ultimate manga on Shonen Jump Plus. They are adapting one of the greatest Marvel comic characters ever into a samurai manga. And who are we talking about? Deadpool! Yes, Deadpool Samurai, the manga, is going to be launching on Shonen Jump Plus. Is it good? Is it bad? Well... It's Deadpool, so if you like Deadpool, after Liefeld made him, you'll like this. Me, personally, meh, but it's Deadpool. So that is the news for the day, and good God, I spent a lot of time talking on the news. It's been 30 minutes, shit. I apologize greatly. There was so much, though. But don't worry, hopefully in the next couple weeks we will not have this much news. So let's actually get to the manga review of the episode, the reason why I do this podcast and why I started it. And the manga that we're talking about, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, The Wheel of Manga. And it dictated to be there reviewing a manga that was written by Kenjiro Hata and published by Shogakuken. But you can watch it or read it over here in Viz Media. Also, there is an anime series that's currently out that you can watch on Crunchyroll. So the series is coming out now. This originally came out February 14th, Valentine's Day. 2018, still coming out. There are 14 volumes, and it is a romantic comedy, and it's also classified as a science fiction story. The reason for that is kind of an interesting element, and the series is actually called Tonikawa Kawaii, or Adorable Anyways, or Cute No Matter What. But we have it translated as Tonikawa Fly Me to the Moon or Over the Moon with You. This series is intriguing on so many levels because it's a shonen series. But this is a seinen series by definition because of the fact that you're dealing with such a mature topic. And what topic am I talking about? I'm talking about marriage. Marriage is what brings us together. Uh, I I have to memorize that stupid quote one of these days because I love it so much. But... This is the story of Yazaki Nasa. Yes, his name is Nasa, N-A-S-A, because his parents are crazy. And they said, we're going to name our son after the American Space Agency because we want him to reach for the stars. And at first, he thought it was cool, but then kids made fun of him for it. So he's decided that he is going to use this as inspiration because he's going to become Nasa, the man who reaches for the star faster than Nasa the organization and he studies to be the best he can be and he is so good at what he does he is first in his class he's the fastest the brightest and he is going to be taking his entrance exams for high school 
and he doesn't even have a backup plan. He's like, I'm going to take this because this is the best school. I'm going to pass it. Life's going to be awesome. And his advisor's like, you're out of your mind. You need something else. He's like, no, no, no. See, I'm NASA. I'm faster than the speed of light, and I'm going to do it. And so he does this. And why? Because he wants to get his life together. However, after this exchange, he is walking home from his class. It's a snowy day, and he's cro- he sees a beautiful girl beautiful woman that just bespells him it's like it's love at first sight for him and he proceeds to try to walk towards her however as he's doing this a truck is coming right towards him now if we're reading an izakai series he would have been killed by the truck and sent to another world that is not what happens here as he's about to be hit by the truck the girl leaps up pushes him out of the way and saves him and she's bleeding and she saves him and she's like, you're fine. You're going to be okay. The driver comes out like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Don't let me call an ambulance. Things are going to be good. Things are going to be okay. And she says, don't worry about it. I saved you. I'm going to go. And she starts walking away. And he, as he's looking at her, he's like, oh my God, she looks like Kaguya-sama as she, ran aw- as she left to the moon. Now, for those who don't know, Kaguya-sama is the story of the bamboo uh, princess. A princess who appeared in a shoot of bamboo that a cutter was cutting. He found money in there. He raised her. And at the end of the story, she ends up going back to the moon because she's a princess of the moon. And she was in love with the prince or an emperor. And the emperor did not go after her. The bamboo condor didn't go after her. And in his head, he realizes if she was the Kagesama, why didn't they go after her? If I was them, I would go after her. And the driver's like, you okay? Just sit there. You're going to be fine. And he stands up, completely bleeding, messed up. He's like, I have to go after her. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. Sit down. You're, you're hurt. I'm going to call him. It's like, no, no, no. Listen, I'm fine. I'm okay. I can walk. Which way did she go? And he goes after her. He ends up finding her at a bus stop. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? Are you okay? He's like, no, no, no. I have to know you. I, I want to, I listen, I don't want to give up the fact that I'll never see you again. I I think I'm in love. I'm no. I know I'm in love with you. Please go out with me. And she agrees on the condition that he marries her. And NASA just immediately responds with an unshakable, complete yes. I will marry you. Let's be together. But then his adrenaline drops and he starts to pass out because his body's like you were hit by a car. You're not doing good. And she takes him. She kind of puts him down and he's okay. Next thing, he wakes up in the hospital. The girl is gone. Was this a dream? Did that happen? No, he remembers her. He remembers being saved. The driver saw her, so he's not crazy. But he, she didn't give him his name. He doesn't know what to do. So he's a little depressed about this. And because of the accident, he misses the exams. So he studies for the exams. He passes with flying colors, even though he's, he's a ronin for a year. But then when the opportunity comes for him to go to school, he instead gets a job, moves out, and he's spending all of his money saving time while looking for this girl. That's become his focus in life. He wants to find this girl. And he's working in a convenience store. He's saving his money. And he is kind of a crazy prepper type. Like, he doesn't have anything in his apartment except his bed, which is a nice bed. It's actually a twin-size bed. It's a bed, not a futon. And he's got food that he has figured out to make the perfect type of food. He's like, I will eat hot pot every single day because it's the most nutritional food. Because he is a genius. And that's it. 
everything else he's like i have a laptop but if it breaks i have everything saved in the cloud i all i need is my wallet and my keys everything else is stuck in a safe deposit box so if my place burns down i'll be okay and he has just saved money uh when the series begins he has in his account five billion yen saved or not five billion five million yen saved that's a lot of money especially for an 18 year old so one day he's going over the fact that i've saved so much money but i haven't done anything he hears a knock at the door and it's the the girl and she says sorry it took so long you didn't give me your name and she introduces herself her name is sukasa and she has the wedding form with her and kind of says you, st- you still want to be with me right he's like yeah i still want to be with you so he ends up filling out the marriage form and they get married right then and there. They end up taking it to an all-night uh, registry because apparently in Japan, I didn't know this, the wedding registry is open 24-7. They get married and then this story is about them as they are dealing with their relationship. And Sukasa Sukumiyomi, who becomes Sukasa Yazaki, is kind of weird. Uh, one, she disappeared and she's super nice, but there's little inconsistencies with her, like the fact that she's obsessed with movies, like totally obsessed with movies, totally obsessed with manga, and that's one of her things, but she's very dif- differential, and when you talk about history, she's not really interested in it, but if you take her to places where historical events happened, she remembers what's going on. It's kind of hinted that she might be actually Kaguya-sama. Because remember, she disappeared for three years, but she looks exactly the same age as she did that night. And it's her and NASA getting their relationship together. And it's kind of cool because it's them taking baby steps. Because it's the first volume is they get married, they get a bamboo shoot, and then it's, wait a minute, where are you going to stay? you going with your family? He's like, no, I'm your wife. Aren't I staying with you? Oh, I can go somewhere else. No, 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 no. We just need to get a futon. And then he goes to the store with her to get a futon. He goes to Donkey. They actually use the names of the comp- the places. He goes to the Donkey and uh, Don Quixote. And he ends up getting her a futon. And, and she's confused. Like, what type of mattress do I get? I heard on TV they said memory foam. He's like, well, memory foam's good. But you can get gooped down. You can get feathered. And she ends up buying all this stuff. And uh, this is a slight cameo for a second. Greta, what do you think about her when she first appeared with her shopping methods? For Fly Me to the Moon. She would spend a lot of money. Very... And he's stupid expensive and she doesn't realize that he's stupid rich. He's stupid rich. He's not stupid rich. He's like, wants to make a good buy and a good... Uh, yeah, but eventually he... And money, he's not the best. For her. And they end up... And this shows up with her, them getting together. The second volume actually talks about the fact that his neighbor, who owns a out uh, indoor bathhouse their family is indebted to him because he helped them manage when their father ran off so he revitalized the place figured out ways to save money and then to top it off the craziest part about it is that her older sister who is in his class is madly in love with him and she bumps into sukasa and it's like oh so you know nasa chan right yeah hi my name's sukasa yazaki and at first, they're talking, and it's like, oh, you think, okay, this is his girlfriend or his wife. And to this girl, who's kind of an airhead, she's like, oh, this is his little sister. Because she's 16. 
this series is very womp womp, but it's one which it's very heartfelt, and uh, I can't think of the way to say it. Greta, how would you describe the series overall? Yes, it's a sweet series, which is really endearing, and as a lot of romance series have gone, it's harder to find series like this that are just endearing, and I love the fact that this is not a, oh, maybe we'll get together, maybe we won't. It's, no, they got together, they're legally married, and she is not going to divorce him. He gives her an out at one point, and she says, no, I'm going to be with you forever, or as long as I can. So, this is past the first point. This is, they're no longer dating, or they're dating after they get married, and it's all little things. Little stupid things that you deal with. And as someone who got married three years ago, I can kind of sympathize and I remember a lot of the little stupid things that he's doing. So, yeah. So, art style is great. The story is well done. And I have to give this series a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell up, and your soul before to the great Zoma Gustar. It's really sweet and well done. Viz Media knocked it out of the park with this release. And... I really enjoy this series. I think that anyone who is a romantic will love this series as well. So that is my thoughts. If you've read this, let me know what you think. If you're watching the anime series, definitely let me know what you think. Because the anime series is really close to the manga. They just change a couple little things here and there. But the manga is well done. And it's a more importantly, it is an invigorating series for the romance genre, I think. Anyway, so if you agree with me or disagree with me, you can email me personally at zan at spirekin.com or you could join our Discord, discord.com, oh sorry, tinyurl.com forward slash spiradiscord, S-P-I-R-A-D-I-S-C-O-R-D. Go there, you can comment on what you thought or comment in the show notes. Uh, the random question for the day is my theory, which is, do you think that she's actually Kaguya-sama? Is Tsukasa Kaguya-sama? Because of all the little things that she does? Because that's what I really think. I think that she is um, an alien or something is up with that. So let me know what you think about this endearing series and if I'm right or wrong. You can leave them in the show notes or email me or tweet me at Spirekin. Definitely follow us on, on Twitter and Instagram. If you see me or like me, I'm actually going to give away some manga because I've been clearing out some mangas. And some of the mangas that we're giving away right now include all of Love Hina. The original manga. I know that series has not aged well, but that's one of the ones we're going to be putting up. So let me know what you think. So now that all that chilling is done, let's get to the second to final part of this podcast that we do. And that is the manga releases for the week. And we've got 27. Starting from the top, we have As Miss Beelzebub Likes, Volume 11, Beyond the Clouds, Volume 3, Cubart, Volume 2, Do Ra Ra Ra, Re Dollars Arc, Volume 6. Happy Sugar Life, Volume 7. I honestly thought there was only four volumes of Happy Sugar Life, but there's a lot more to that horrific story. Anyway, Hatsuharu, Volume 13. How Do We Relationship, Volume 2. This is a manga explaining how to be in a relationship in a very weird way. Anyway, Komi Can't Communicate, Volume 10. Uh, Moshuko Tensai, Jobless Reincarnation, The Light Novel, Volume 8. No matter how I look at it, it's your guys' fault I'm not popular. Water, uh, volume 17. I love this series. Nurse Hitomi's Monster Infirmary, Volume 11. Peter Grill and the Philosopher's Time, Volume 3. Plus Size Delph, Volume 6. Uh, Pokemon Adventure Collector's Edition, Volume 5. Rent a Girlfriend, Volume 4. 
This next one, I already have it coming in. That is Restaurant to Another World, the manga volume three. Supposedly four, the light novel was supposed to come out, but it's been pushed back until January. So I'm waiting on that. You have Slasher Maidens, volume one. Super Mario Manga Mania, the collection. Sword Art Online, Project Alization, volume one. The next one I'm really excited about. The Apothecary Diaries, Volume 1. I've been waiting for this manga to come out, and actually we put this on the wheel of manga, so we're going to see what happens. The Hidden Dungeon Only I Could Enter, Light Novel, Volume 2. The Ideal Sponger's Life, Volume 7. The Saint's Magical Power is Omnipotent, Volume 1. The Witch and the Beast, Volume 3. Toilet Bound, Hanako-kun, Volume 6. Uzagi-chan Wants to Hang Out, Volume 4. I have no idea why that's a popular series, but anyway. And last but not least, you have... Wandering Witch, the manga, volume two. So, so let me know the ones that you're interested in. For me, as usual, Ideal Sponge's Life is really cool. Saints, Magic Powers, Omnipotent, Apothecary Diaries, Restaurant to Another World, um, Durara, Cube Art, and no matter how I look at it, it's your guys' fault. I'm not popular. Which are the ones that you're most interested in? Which are the ones that you're not interested in? For me, I, I gotta say, Plus Five Elf and... Happy Sugar Life, those kind of have gone past their shelf life. Those should not have kept going. But anyway, thank you guys who've been listening for a long time for listening. I really do appreciate it, and I love doing this. I'm going to keep going as long as I can. Uh, Thank you for the emails and all the really cool things. I hope you guys are having a great holiday season. And now let's get to the part that all of you have been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only... The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. So when I spin it, whatever number it lands on, the manga that's on that slot is the one I'm going to review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. And if you go to our Discord site, you'll see a list of the manga which are currently listed for our next review. And we've got some great titles on here. We've got three that have been recommended by fans. We've got two that have been on here since the beginning. One of them, friend of the podcast, Doug, is super excited for. And one of them I am truly dreading to review. And then, of course, we have the Apothecary Diaries, which I'm excited for. But the one that I'm kind of dreading is Wounded Man, because that's an old series by Kazuo Koike that I don't think has aged that well. Another one is Gigant, which is made by the guy who did Gantz and um, Inuyashiki. It's kind of questionable because it's about a 50-foot woman who is naked and killing people. Uh, Anyway, and there's one which we haven't done, which we've been waiting to do. We actually have the mangaka actually recorded an opening for the podcast for this episode. So it's been sitting there for a while. I'm talking about Pipochu. So let us see what we are going to review. And let's see. Ha! I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to land on one, really. Oh. So it lands on number 10, and what we are going to be reviewing is The Apothecary Diary. Holy shit, I'm surprised. This one is going to be interesting once I get it. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys have fun. As usual, I have been your host, Zan. I am Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. See ya.
I'm not afraid. 